0: Mr. Howard has asked me to read from Psalms 95, verses 6 and 7. I'm also reminded that the scriptures tell us on that great day of judgment, all knees will bow before our Lord. 95, Psalms 95, 6 and 7. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for He is our God. And we are the people of his pasture, the sheep under his care. Eddie, I'm having trouble with the, getting this song, so turn it on for me. Has this ever happened at your house? It's 20 minutes till 8, you're, you're struggling to get ready, and the kids are hollering, uh, Mama, where's my shoes? And another's hollering, Mother, where's my socks? And the telephone rings. And it's Mother. And she said, Honey, what are you doing? well mother you know what I'm doing I'm trying to get the kids ready for school has that ever happened with you well I suppose I ask you the question this morning what have you been doing this morning and you said brother Rogers I've been getting ready to go to church it's obvious how many of us would probably answer like that I'm getting ready to go to church. Well, is that really what we did this morning? Did we, did we really get ready to go to church? What is the church? Well, the church, of course, is the body of Christians that are assembled here this morning. But what we have come here for this morning is to worship, isn't it? We've come together to worship God. Now, I recognize that that term is one that's very common to us as far as going to church. We use it all the time. We we speak about it in our everyday language. It's just a common thought that we have. But really it would be better. It would be better if we were thinking about and we were centering our mind on the idea that I'm about to go and worship God. That was my purpose for getting ready this morning. That was my purpose for dressing. That was my purpose for preparing my makeup or preparing my uh, hair or whatever I had to do to get ready. We were coming into the presence of God for the purpose of worship today. I appreciate the songs that Bradley has chosen for us this morning. All of them spoke about worship. And what we're supposed to be doing here as far as our attitude and as far as our spirit is concerned. Now we're not going to be talking about the five steps of worship. uh, We're not going to be speaking about those. The Bible says that when we worship, that we are to worship God in spirit and in truth. Well the truth of course involves doing those things that God has instructed us to do. But I'm talking about today in this lesson more about the spirit of our worship. What do we mean when we're supposed to come and worship God in spirit and in truth today? Well, there are a lot of things involved in that, a lot of things that we can think about and that we can uh, can look at. But I want to talk about, it. I asked Bill to read this passage back in uh, the book of Psalms. It talks about our worship. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our God and Maker. And that's what we're doing today. We have come into this place and we have presented ourselves to God that we might worship Him, that we might serve Him, that we might render unto him that that he has asked us to render today. So worship is more than just a a few songs that we sing. Uh, Worship's more than just coming together and enduring a sermon that uh, maybe we like or maybe we don't like. It's more than just doing those rituals that we are talking about. In our uh, in our service, we certainly have uh, been doing the things that God has instructed. We've been singing uh, praises to God. We've gathered around the Lord's table uh, to commemorate the death of Christ, and and uh, so those are the, uh, those are the things of truth. But the things of spirit are things that we need to think. Out. what should we what should we be thinking about this morning as we gather together to worship? well first, we need to recognize that we 're in the presence of God today we 're in the presence of god someone said well brother roger we 're in the presence of God at all times, and yet there is a special presence of God with us this morning where uh, we need to understand and we need to recognize that we are here in his very presence to do the things that we're doing. We come here this morning to acknowledge uh, that God is the authority in our lives, that God is the creator of all things and certainly has the right to expect us to bow down and pay homage unto him. When we worship God, we take our affections off of the idols that we have in this life, in this world, and we place our focus and our attention on serving and worshiping God today. That word idol" there might be one that's not quite as commonly used as we should, but we do have our idols in life don't we? We do have those things that that uh, that demand our attention and that demand our our focus and that we give our attention to, but today, when we come together in this capacity, we need to give our focus we need to give our attention totally unto God, our hearts must be centered on God. When when we come and worship Him, the songs that we've been singing have have spoken concerning the fact that we are here uh, to bow down to worship, and that's what the psalmist said. He said that we are to come together and bow down in worship. Does that mean that we literally are on our knees at all times? But uh, no, it doesn't mean that. But it certainly means that we have submitted our hearts and our 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 spirit unto Him right now as we gather. Uh, in this place and so we've come together in a corporate worship uh, as uh, the children of God did in New Testament times In John the the fourth chapter or in in the uh, I'll get my I'll get my scripture right in a minute (laughs) thank you Uh, in in the writings of the scripture uh, God instructs us how that, how that we are to do this and He instructs us that our hearts are to be right and that our, we are to worship in spirit. I've tried, I was trying to get that across. John 4 and verse 24 now. Uh, God is a spirit and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So right now, I hope that our spirits are right. Right now I hope that we are focused on God's Word. I hope that we are focused on serving God because if we're not, we might be we might be like that that was spoken of back in the Old Testament in the writings of the book of Amos. There the children of Israel, uh, they were doing the things of truth. That is, they were offering their sacrifices, but their hearts were not where they were supposed to be. And so in Amos, the fifth chapter, beginning in verse 20, want, he's I hate I despise your religious feast I cannot stand your assemblies even though you bring me burnt offerings and grain offerings I will not accept them Uh, and though you bring choice fellowship offerings I will have no regard for them away with the noise of your songs and so God is telling us that there are times when he's not pleased with our worship because it is not in the spirit that God wants us to have as we gather to serve Him today. What is the spirit of worship today? What are the things that we need to be recognizing and focusing on this morning and getting out of this worship service? Well, certainly, certainly... We need to recognize that need, as he said, for us to have the Spirit in Romans, the twelfth chapter and verse one. There, the Scripture said, "I urge you, brethren, uh, in, in uh, the, the name of God's, uh, in the in the view of God's mercy, uh, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service." And he goes on and he said, "Be not transformed uh, by the, uh, the or be not." conformed uh, to the ways of this world but be transformed by the of your mind. So when we come together today, it is for the purpose of renewing our minds. It is for the purpose of submitting ourselves as a sacrifice unto God. Now Old Testament writings have talked about sacrifices continually, didn't they? I'm thankful today that we don't have to offer, uh, that we don't have to offer a living sacrifice to God. I'm thankful that we don't to go out and kill a lamb and, and do those things, though they were right and they were proper in their time and they were the things that were expected of the children of God at that time. Today what God asks for is my heart. What God asks for today is to present myself a living sacrifice unto Him, submit my whole being unto Him, and continually, day by day, continually, hour by hour, to renew that body in service to God, in, in, in learning and studying and meditating uh, uh, upon His Word, and as we as we do those things we recognize that that there are certain things about our worship uh, that needs to be evident what are some things that we need to be that needs to be evident about our worship today well the first question that we would ask uh, does our worship honor and glorify god now we're not here for the purpose of being entertained we're here for the purpose of honoring the God of heaven. We're here for the purpose uh, of glorifying God in the things that that we do. And so we need to understand that I have a part in that. That it's up to me to be able to present those things to God that are pleasing and that are that are as God would have them to be. The primary purpose of our worship is not entertainment. Now, many times today in the religious world we we see that, it, that people have, have designed their their worship service to be a time of entertainment, and they draw draw huge crowds uh, by doing that. And they, they, they do all of the things that seemingly tickle the ears of people. Well, you know, that's not the purpose of worship, is it? Uh, Sometimes we evaluate our worship service as though it was a performance, as though it was a play being presented somewhere. We 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 go away and we evaluate it. Well, uh, did you like the songs that Bradley picked out today? Uh, what did you think about the sermon today? Well, I thought it was maybe a 5 on a scale of 10. Uh, uh, well, uh, you know, I thought the prayer was a little bit strange today. Uh, and and we, critique the, we critique our worship service as though it was some kind of performance. And we look at the ones that are doing the, the, the speaking, ones that are leading the singing and uh, the ones that are offering the prayer and and uh, we we sometimes evaluate them as though they were characters you know in some kind of per, uh, production uh, that uh, that is being presented before us today well certainly as we as we come together to worship it's It's impossible to remove all of those things from our mind. But this isn't a production today. This isn't a play. And when you go and evaluate today, I I recognize that you'll say the preacher got confused on his lesson a time or two today and all that. But we're here. We're here offering up unto God a service of worship that is to honor Him, and that is to glorify Him. And so we should always recognize. When we come together, there, there's always going to be a sense of awe if we are presenting ourselves in the way that, that, that God would have us to present ourselves. What do we mean by a sense of awe? Well, we're, we're in the presence of God. And when people in New Testament, Old Testament times especially, came in the presence of God, it was something special. Uh, When they came face-to-face with God, their their reaction was not one as though they were face-to-face with their big brother. It, It was not one as like they would sometimes, some people would consider. It wasn't an encounter with Big Daddy. No, when they came in contact with God, when they came in in the presence of God, rather than there there being a sense of love, there was oftentimes a sense of fear. Why? Because God is so much greater than you are and that I am. God is so much more powerful than you are and that I am that we need to appreciate Him for what He is. And there should be a sense of awe. There should be a sense of reverence in our... our, being in the presence of God as we're here to worship Him today. Read with me if you will from Isaiah uh, the 6th chapter and we'll begin in verse 1 and I want to read down through verse 5. In the year that King Uzzah died I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up and His train filled the temple and it stood uh, above it stood the seraphim each one had six wings uh, with twain he Covered his face and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole world is filled with his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. And then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people with unclean lips, for mine have seen the king the lord of hosts there when they saw god they were stricken with awe i wonder today as we come in the presence of god are we stricken with awe today do we do we Consider the holiness of the one uh, that we are serving today, even as those spoke of him there. Amos said, I have, I have recognized and come to the realization that I am a sinner, he used other words, because I have seen the Holy One. I have been in the presence of the Holy One. But at the same time, as we come together, not only should there be a sense of awe, there should be a sense of joy. There should be a sense of joy that we're here today to be able to serve God. Uh, it's, it's discouraging sometimes, brethren, uh, to look out and see everybody with a long, sad face. We need to have a smile on our face. Why? Because, again, we're in the presence of of God. God has created me and God has accepted me in spite of who I am. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. Yet God has welcomed me into his house today. God has welcomed me into this place of worship today and I ought to be overjoyed at the fact that he has done that in acts the second chapter verse forty uh, uh, verse forty three it speaks there of of the awe that the early church felt as they saw the works of God performed in the By the hands of the apostles. In verse 43, it it said that as they continued doing the things that they did in service to the Lord, that they did it with gladness of heart. I hope today that as we worship God, that there is that sense of all. But I hope that there is that sense of gladness that we are able to be here in the presence of a God who has made it possible for us to have the hope of heaven as our eternal home one day. A God that was willing to save us from our sins. Read with me, if you will, from Psalms 100. Psalms 100 says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves, or we are His people, and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto God, and bless His name. For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. I hope that our worship today is that, that we are and With having joy in our hearts that we can be here, and that we can be a part of uh, this worship service, now, as we look at god 's word and as we think about the worship service and i 'm going to have to move quickly in this, but uh, there are are, are are three things that I want us to look at here about our worship as we look at our worship today, I want to ask this question: does our worship inspire and uplift and transform the worshipper are you being lifted up uh, by being here today are you being transformed by being here today are you being inspired by being here today if not something is wrong with our worship something is wrong with our worship if we're not gaining those things in our in our in our life as we come to such places as this to to worship God. Yes, The primary purpose uh, is is to honor God but uh, but corporate worship should also be a time when we as the members are encouraged and when we are lifted up. David said I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord. Psalms 122 in verse 1. Are you glad to be here today? Are the things that are happening today making you have a glad heart, a gladness that you were here, a a, a a a desire even to want to come back and to be with us when we are, are gathered together uh, again. And First Corinthians, fourteenth chapter, and verse fourteen, the writer said this: When is it? When is, what is it? Then I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Uh, are we worshiping today with that kind of thought? Are we singing with the spirit? Are we praying with the spirit? Do you feel the spirit in this place today? So often I fear we don't. So often I fear we don't. But God is with us today. The Spirit is with us today. And and throughout the Bible, the Bible stresses the importance of our understanding and feeling the Spirit of God in our presence. Is this special today? Is this special today? It must be, brethren, it must be for us to receive the joy that comes from worship, for us to receive the inspiration that will pick us up and will take us through tomorrow and take us through the next day and on and on in our lives. And as we come together and study God's Word, we are transformed by that word we're transformed into something new and something different we're not like the world and I don't say that in a conceited way I don't say that in a proud and boastful way but the word of God tells us that we've got to come out from the world though we live in the world your life and my life should be an example of Jesus Christ as we live it day by day. And then is our worship powerful enough? Is our worship powerful enough to, uh, to draw... Now, notice this real carefully. Is our worship powerful enough to draw members and visitors closer to an encounter with Jesus Christ? Is our worship powerful enough to draw members and visitors closer to an encounter with Jesus Christ? Our worship needs to be Christ-centered, doesn't it? It needs to be centered on the one that gave his life to save our souls. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Are we lifting up Jesus Christ in our service? Are we lifting him up in our lives as we live it day by day? In, Je- in, uh, in John, or rather Luke, the 19th chapter in verse 10, Jesus said, I came to seek and to save the lost. I came to seek and to save the lost. Is our worship... <laughs> is our worship convicting people of their sins and drawing them to Jesus Christ who is able to save their souls. I want to close with just a quick comment on four things that we ought to be getting out of worship. You have a right to expect something when you come to worship today. You have a right to expect the presence of God here. Will we allow that presence to be felt in our hearts and in our lives as we worship God? We also will have a right to be convicted of our sins. You know, the devil sold us a bill of goods many years ago in preaching. He sold us a bill of goods by saying when you preach, you ought to make sure that you don't offend anybody. Sin is offensive to God. I'm a sinner. And I need to be convicted of my sins through worshiping Him and hearing the Word of God proclaimed. I have a right. I have a right to expect. I have a right to expect to receive teaching such that I know that I'm a sinner and without Jesus Christ I'm going to be lost. I have a right today to be instructed concerning the grace of God. There's no way that I can earn my way to heaven. There's no way that you can earn your way to heaven. It is only by the grace of God, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of itself, it is a gift of God. I have a right to expect that when I come to worship today. And I have a right to be inspired to want to leave this place to serve. I have a right to expect to be inspired by the worship of God to want to become a servant. Who's going to be greatest in the kingdom of God? It's going to be a servant. And I hope today that as we worship God, that you have a sense of God's presence. I hope that you recognize that you are a sinful creature only with a a hope only in Jesus Christ. But uh, I'm not saying that in in a negative way. I'm saying that in a positive way. That's a wonderful privilege to be able to worship and to be convicted of our sins and be obedient unto God's word such that we have the hope of salvation. It is only going to be through God's grace. I hope today when you leave this place that you'll want to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I hope you've been inspired to do that. We've been here to worship today. I pray that our worship has been as God would have it. It might be that in the course of our worship today that you have reached the point in your life that you want to give your heart and your life to Jesus Christ that you want to be baptized for the remission of your sins or it might be that you're here and you've recognized that there is a need in your life to confess faults that are existing or it might be that you simply need the prayers of this church today the spirit of God is here God listens to us God will hear our prayers if you have a need today let us assist you with that as we stand together and sing would you not come